Hey, this is Brian Chance, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And sitting in front of me today is Kelsey Maine. She is joined by her guitar player today, Annette Haas. Kelsey is uh, a Canadian country singer-songwriter, and she's also an actress, having starred in Stephen King's short film, Willa. Her latest single is Woman Waiting, and you can check out the official video on YouTube. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in today, Annette, too. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. (laughs) Okay, so you, uh, we were talking before the show about Nashville. So you split your time between Toronto and Nashville, is that right? Yeah. yeah, Okay. As as often as I can, yeah. 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 So what are some of your favorite places to play in Nashville? Um, Okay, so there's like this like hidden secret gem that not a lot of people know about. Is it the Red Door? Uh, No, no. (laughs) It is outside of, it's in Leaper's Fork. Oh, okay. And it's called Puckets. 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 Never heard of it. With a P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Gro- grocery Mart. And um, it is, it's like the, I think it's like Tennessee's just hidden, yeah. Like it's like a grocery little, store. It's a secret place and it's magical. It's so cool. It's wow. so So it's this like, it's a grocery store by day and then okay. they have home-cooked meals and things at night and they turn it into basically like kind of like you're invited into someone's living room and and people have like open mics they have an open mic on thursday that's awesome just people from the audience just get up and play and it's probably the talent that is there is Mm -hmm. unreal like people who play for everyone like leonard skinnerd and like we're talking like real, real musicians. Yes. And they will just get up and just freestyle and, you know, just do a random song. And Love sometimes it. they'll like jump in with you. And it's, it's, you find yourself in like the craziest situation there. So it's, it's, uh, always always an amazing time and the yep. the lineups for the open mic night are usually like out the door I bet. yeah so it's slowly slowly people more more and more people are talking about it and g- going out to it so good so yeah it's, yeah uh, that's my that's my all-time favorite place in the world yeah awesome yeah. nashville's a great city i've been there a couple times obviously it's a huge music city yeah and well, the, the the level of talent like the bar has been raised so high there yeah it's crazy how you can just walk down Broadway and you can hear people singing songs better than the actual artist that recorded right. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at times it can be pretty intimidating to go down there, but at the same time, it's also, it's so nurturing and inspiring. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it also just like pushes you to be, be better yourself. Definitely. So, would, yeah. Cause we're all in the same market right like yep. everyone's on spotify everyone's on itunes and stuff so so yeah everyone kind of the digital age kind of Level leveled the playing, the playing field. field so um i yesterday i heard my song on the radio on cbc country yeah nice and it was right after Lindsay l so i mean it's it's That's you know base it's the same market right so yeah, yeah. Well, people are talking about you being Canada's next great country singer. Oh. I don't know if you're <laughs> privy to that. If wow. you Google yourself, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So it's uh, certainly, I get um, Shania Twain comparisons a lot, and mm-hmm. it's 
pretty daunting because, you know, it's Shania and she doesn't even need a last name, you know, so, <laughs> so um, it's a really cool feeling. It's such a compliment and um, it's some really big boots to fill, but I'm, I'm up for the task. So. Well, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. She, if you know Shania's story, she started in Timmins. Yeah. Well, actually, she was born in my hometown originally in Windsor, right? Ontario. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then she moved to Timmins, I think, when she was like three or four or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. But Windsor likes to like add that in every once in a while. So, yeah. so, so tell me a little bit about your tour. I understand that you're doing a little uh, a little radio tour across yeah. Ontario. So where are you going from here? Uh, we're going to Ottawa and Kingston and Barrie, Oshawa, Peterborough, London, Tilsonburg, Belleville. Chatham, Belleville, um, Windsor. Yeah. We're wow. Doing, we're, yeah, all all around Ontario. So that's great. Yeah. And this is over the course of of what time frame? Uh, it'll be like three weeks. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm going to s- spread it out a little bit, but yeah. That's fantastic. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks. That's awesome. You must this be excited. Is, this is m- my first radio tour, actually. So it's, oh, really? It's all new to me. This this whole radio world is all new to me and podcasting and all this stuff. So, yeah, I love it. It's it's really cool to finally get to do this. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. I've got your songs here. And you uh, are obviously going to play a tune when we're done. Mm-hmm. You're going to do Woman Waiting, which is a great song. Thank you. I look forward to that. So let's uh, get into your tunes if you're ready. Okay. Let's do okay. this. So you sent over first. Your first tune is Winona Judd and No One Else on Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Winona's always been kind of like, that was my very, very first favorite song that I can remember. Like. Okay. From and and my parents will will also vouch for that too. I, I always just they played it around the house and around the kitchen. And the funny thing is, is I actually didn't really know the real lyrics because you know when you're you're little and you just like make up the lyrics, yeah. the, like the sounds <laughs> that you hear. Yeah. So I never really knew. What was like in the chorus? Um, How did you get to me? Or something that's I did a bit of. I like. I just like never really knew knew the actual lyrics He's until probably about five years ago. But yeah. But um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I would just like mumble what I thought were the words yeah. around the house when I was little, and she was she's just like such a powerhouse, just yeah. a soulful, soulful country, just that all the good feels you know it's just yes. just she just gets into inside your soul and yeah i love i love winona yeah yeah, yeah. so next you have another really good pick this is strong aretha franklin never loved a man 1967 yeah. i think this came out yeah yeah so that one that one i actually heard literally yesterday on the in a in a restaurant and i was like whoa Oh, what? Wow. Who's playing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you have good taste. Yeah, um, yeah that I, I grew up with, uh, well, from Windsor, so a lot of Motown influence. My parents were really great in playing that music for me when I was little. So, um, and I still try to stay true to those roots and my influences in my music today. So, um, good. But Aretha's, oh my gosh, she's she was. She's probably my number one all-time hero for for I- idols in yeah. the music industry. Yeah. yeah. So, and she was, you know, pretty pretty prominent in Detroit. So yeah. Yeah. She's uh, she's 
almost my homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> almost? Almost. Well, we're, we're neighbors, right? Windsor and Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So. Th- this album, I think, like I said, I think it came out in, in 67 because Respect is also on this record. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Respect and Think and uh, Natural Woman, like those mm-hmm. are obviously some of my favorite songs as well but I don't like to pick like the obvious songs good for you I like to I like to expand people's I guess vocabulary I guess good for you Um, so I always like to just do something a little different and if they don't know Never Loved a Man then they need to so that's right you know I'm a deep cuts person too it's funny that you say that because I you know if I like I don't know like a band like the Rolling Stones say I'm not mm-hmm. a satisfaction guy. Yeah. I'm more of like a monkey guy, like the, the you know, track seven kind of thing. Right. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I'm a monkey guy. Oh, I'm a, well, yeah, I got, yeah, I just said I'm a monkey guy. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. I'm a monkey guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll have to edit that out. Wait, leave that in there. All right, we'll keep it up. <laughs> Next uh, tune you've got here is uh, Little Big Town's Girl Crush. Mm. Great song. Okay, so everyone has one of those songs. Well, like songwriters all have that song that they wish that they wrote. Mm-hmm. And that is for me like the girl that got away. Like she, like that that song to me is, I don't know why, but I just feel this extreme, extreme and probably because it's such a good song that a lot of other people feel this way too but just feel like there's like this like musical connection to that song that I almost feel like I it would be something that I would write but I mean it's like so good so I wish I wrote that song but yeah. um but I don't I can't explain it I feel I don't know like I just feel like it's a I don't know, like a song that I, not that I wrote it or like, I don't, I just can't, I can't explain it, you know, it's just that that extra connection to like the melody of that song and then the word, the lyrics Mm -hmm. part and just how they mesh and then just like, if I were to vomit my being onto a piece of paper, I feel like that would be my song. (laughs) Really? So yes. that would be like a representative know. song. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we love the songs that we do because we see ourselves inside them, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we love art, in my opinion. You, you see yourself inside that, and you, 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 you ascertain this connection mm-hmm. with it, right? Yeah, that's very personal. Yeah. This is a this song. You know, it's it's a dark song, right? And if you if you've seen the video, it, it kind of um, it illustrates how dark the song is. Yeah. It's just uh, it's very tragic, almost in an unexpected way because you know when you think girl crush it's like maybe taylor swift like girl crush but then you listen to the song and it's a dark song yeah i guess i'm a dark person i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you don't seem like a dark person but see music tells us who we are we talked about that before Uh right no great pick thank you next you've got brothers osborne shoot me straight i don't know this tune it's just such a I can't swear, can I? Of course, you can swear. It's such a fucking good song. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that song just rocks, and it's the lyrics and the play on words in that song are just so good. Like, yep. oh shoot, damn it! I missed like another person, another artist that can really do that too. In their lyrics is Eric Church. Okay, um, Brothers Osborne and Eric Church, like those are. Their songwriting is unbelievable. I just love how 
I don't know, if you just sit back and you li- actually read the lyrics or look them up and listen to them, mm-hmm. it's so much deeper and you you really have to think about it after because you think you understand it and then two months later you'll be like, oh, that's what they meant. Like they, <laughs> they like twisted the words and there's like multiple meanings and oh yeah, that's that song is just a rocking song. Shoot me straight is just that's fun. It's yeah. really fun. So I'll check it out. Yeah, and Brothers Osborne, I got to meet them like a year, no, two years ago now, and. They're just such good people too. Really, they literally came from nothing, mm. like, and built themselves up. And I just have the most utmost respect for them. And yeah, and they're just so down to earth and fun people. Where yeah. are they from? I don't remember. Like the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. But I remember them telling me this story that they were uh, when they were little, their dad would like have like give them flashlights to play with at night and then they would have like play this like flashlight game Mm -hmm. and then they said that later when they were adults they figured out that it was because their dad couldn't pay the hydro bill oh no so but he made this game out of it for them and it's just like like hearing that it's just oh it just gets you right in the heart and you just want you really really want the world for them and and they deserve it you know and uh i'm so happy for their success but i feel like they're so underrated still in the industry Mm -hmm. like their talent is unreal yeah Yeah. and uh and yeah i i think that they they should be like one of the top names in in country music Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's there's so many great artists out there that don't get the recognition they deserve, right? Yeah, yeah. I Just, mean they're they do they do really well for themselves, but good. But they should be like Keith Urban, Jason Aldean level. Yeah, I hope they get there one day. Do they, are they playing out all the time? Are they are they oh, out yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they, mean, shoot, shoot me straight might help them get there because that's just yeah. Incredible. I I hope incredible, so. I. I don't understand why radio doesn't play it more often. Mm. I would, I would, if I was a music director, that song would be on repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe it'll catch fire. You know, yeah. you never know. Yeah, well, I hope so. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Flashlights. That's good mm-hmm. parenting, isn't it? <laughs> Seriously, know. that's a, tugs on your heart. I was not expecting you to say that. No, at all. I know. <laughs> wow. Here's an interesting pick. I know this one. Extreme, this. more than words. Ah. What is the deal with this? You, you don't approve. Go. You don't approve. <laughs> really? Get going. Well, don't like it. I'm just a sucker for like a really sappy love song, mm-hmm. and that's that's the epitome of that. And I don't know. Evidently. I just, and their harmonies, and I I don't know. I'm also just a little biased because I grew up with that song playing. You know. You know those like dad playlists when they have like six songs on repeat all the time. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that's I do. It. Yeah. So that was one of the songs. Really. <laughs> so, so there's that and um, like s- some Simon and Garfunkel in there and like yeah. <laughs> some Randy Travis. So I would have like so extreme more than words would would always play in the house. So okay. I'm a little so, biased with that. So this is like ninety two, I think, like ninety one, ninety two, is that right? Extreme. Uh, I think so. It was ne- Well it was possibly early nineties. Po- yeah, I think it was before. Possibly, that. but my dad's playlists weren't 
the most up to date. Okay. So, so, so it would be like older songs that were still playing in '98 and like. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. So, so this is interesting to me. So, how old a man is your dad? Uh, he is sixty. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Oh no! After six, he no, he just turned sixty. Just turned 60. Okay. He just he turned sixty. Birthday. Yeah, because okay. we we sang happy birthday to him on stage. This year. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> and he was an extreme fan, so he would have been like close to his 30s then. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. And he had Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is he a big music fan? Yeah, I think both both of my parents are. I like the stuff that they would play you know, around the kitchen, you know, when we're Good. cleaning up after dinner or before dinner and have a little kitchen dance parties sometimes. And <laughs> good. No, but that's good. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, that was our family time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, is he one of those guys who who says, you know, music isn't as good now as it, as it was back then? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he'll admit it because, I mean, I'm a musician. Yeah. So <laughs> <He's biased. laughs> that would kind of offend me. <laughs> but, um, but probably. I, I mean, I think that. You got a couple more songs on the list that I, yeah. I think that same thing about. But mm-hmm. they're like... Not that old, but no, no, they're not. They're not. They're two thousands. Mm-hmm. But we talk a lot about that. About you know, if you're of a certain vintage, like your dad. Like I'm forty nine, so I grew. I was ten years old, almost eleven years younger than him. But I extreme was my thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the band itself, but like that. I was you know, I grew up a metal kid, and then I kind of got into. I didn't really care for extreme that much. They were okay, but that was the music like around my time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you have these conversations with people as you watch the trajectory of music from then and all the way through to now and think like, is music going to be as important as it was back then to people in the future, mm-hmm. given, you know, the advent of technology and all that stuff? Yeah, I hope so. It's kind of depressing sometimes where some of these amazing songs that like we we grew up on, they would never be played on the radio right now. The format just isn't there because the attention span isn't there right so exactly so and it's it's sad it actually is sad because you know i feel like there's so much more that people are missing now yes. for instance like i heard um jules jules hit song um smiley face yes um what's that song called i forget um now that you put it on the spot and not cool save your soul the other one no yeah or i don't know yeah either 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 of those songs but um that song came on because i was listening to like a serious xm like throwback station from like the 90s or something Mm -hmm. and uh I was listening to the lyrics and I'm like, people wouldn't have the attention span to listen to the whole thing. Like to get to the chorus was like a minute and a half, yeah. maybe two minutes. Yeah. That would never cut it today. It's not sad. It, it is. That's... 30 seconds or right off the top <clears throat> or something now for people to grab. Yeah, within yeah. like, they say a minute, but now it's even shorter. It's yeah. like 50 seconds. Yeah. And that's like the... end of the chorus. Yeah. That's why I'm concerned about that because it, people just, it's like the microwave generation times They just want everything right away. And there's no, you don't take the time to really kind of appreciate music and and really think about it. It's awful. When I play play in bars and clubs, they they listen to a bit of the song and they, you can almost see them wanting to press forward on their iPad or their iPhone. Yeah. 
but we're we're live. We can't, you know, just listen to the end of the song. Just yeah. really appreciate it. And then clapping. They don't realize to show appreciation at the end, even if they enjoyed it. Oh, they don't They're clap. Just so accustomed to getting fed. Really? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a definite difference over the last twenty years of playing in clubs. That's a really interesting insight. Wow. See, my next book is about this topic. Yeah. And so these are things that I always want to talk to people about. Like DJs at like a dance club, for instance. Like so many times, or like at a wedding or whatever, so many times where just like I'm waiting for the the bridge because yeah. like I'm going to break out just getting into the song. And, That's a great uh, point, yeah. And then, and then they change it and they ruin my dance solo like every time. <laughs> I noticed that too. That's so funny that you say that because I was at a function about a month ago and they did that. So they, they play what they think are the catchiest portions of every song to get people out on the dance floor and then they switch it to keep you interested, right? Yeah. They don't stay on one song. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Uh-huh. And I thought like, how annoying is that? Like I could see like fading out by like the last chorus you know the last yeah. times that they repeat it you can fade out then but yeah come on you gotta like not right let people dance the song. you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it has to keep you at this high stimulation level yeah. for people to remain attentive yes it's almost like being at a rave right the music's oh, yes, always like higher 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 like it just drives you nuts people are just gonna be like so frazzled they are frazzled yeah Uh, shaking all the time, like shaking. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, anyway, that's a whole social media maybe different topic altogether. Yeah, <laughs> the world's just going down the toilet. Maybe buddy. that oh, could shit. be that Isn't could it? be like it's bloody shit. Part. It is. It is. <laughs> it's that, an outrage. That could be. I wonder if it's the day of outrage. <laughs> that's right. I wonder if there is like a correlation between current music trends and I don't know like well I'm sure there's there's a physiological response yeah this is yeah. so I I went to school for nursing so this is like I'm I my nursing side kicking in Absolutely so there's is. there's the physiological response yep but I there's probably like so much like cortisone and like all this stuff being released in your body and then it just kind of gets depleted and then it probably leads to like the desire for more the desire yeah. for more and, so and like dopamine that, yeah. and, and then people go on pills for this yeah. stuff like you pair I, that with the social media I wonder that, if you know the constant scrolling and the constant oh yeah every the combination of all that is definitely has affected up people's mental states for sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's no question yeah they have there was, <laughs> there was that um, there was like a YouTube sorry we're totally tangenting yeah. but oh, there okay. was there was like this like YouTube this? YouTube thing that uh, it was released I don't know about a year ago now and it was about the millennials and their connection to technology and mm-hmm. and it is like this like dependency on it and I, I remember one of the examples that he gave was because um, everything is like now 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 yes. right. So one of the examples that he gave was this was a guy who did a study in at Harvard. He asked these like 18-year-old interns about their experience in at this new place and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, but uh I don't think I'm going to continue with this." Mm. And then he's like, well, "Well, why? Like you seem to be doing well and you seemed happy, right? And then they're like, yeah, I'm happy, but I'm just not progressing anywhere. I'm not moving anywhere. And mm. he, then the guy is like, well, how long have you been 
doing this for? And then, oh, like six months. And like millennials just have no concept that it takes time, you know, to to build yourself up and to move up. I bet that would be a really cool study is like the physiological effect on the new generation of music, on, on new generation people and... Uh, I don't know, just more like the chemistry behind it. Yeah. Kind of what what it's really doing to people. Yeah. There's some, and where does it stop? Yeah. So where is the end point? We make it stop. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> I know. I know. So I try not to be that guy who's like shaking his fist saying, but like sometimes it's hard. But but I mean, every I think every also every generation has always been like, oh, it's not like it used to be. Oh, you know? of course. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. Humanity just keeps on progressing and i'm sure the millennials will be like what's what's the next generation after that like i know i i wonder where it's gonna hit critical mass yeah you know and and just does it start over completely what's gonna happen do we go retro or does it go start over are we gonna be like like monks are we gonna be singing gregorian chants yeah yeah like like, who knows is a lot like humanity is destroying itself and i i don't I, i hate to say i don't have a lot of faith in it yeah so, anyway. Yep. <laughs> this, this, this is my dark side coming out now. <laughs> we'll be having long talks on the way to Ottawa, won't we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. All right. Next song. So, let's share ourselves up here with uh, Nelly and Country Grammar, your next pick. Yes. So, this is like 2000, isn't it? Yeah. This came out? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ride With Me. Nelly, Nelly was a monster. Like, yeah. Now with the Sirius XM, I'm always listening to throw but my throwback stations, you know, the 2000s and Y2K stuff. Yeah. And uh, and man, he just has like song after song after song on those stations. And I never really noticed at the time just how amazing he was. And uh, he still is, but I really miss that kind of hip hop. Nelly was always... He wasn't. He was never really like too dirty. No. He was. He's pretty clean, and uh, but he's just so good at making a good a good beat. Yeah. Like I said before, like anything that I can dance to, mm-hmm. that's good in my books, you know. So, and Nelly was amazing at that. Like he's just just his vibe. His whole vibe was re- just really cool, and I I really w- miss that in current hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was always, I always found that he was a little bit different because he was from St. Louis and he had kind of almost a, it was a, it was a Western twang in his music. There was a pop sensibility, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't gangster stuff, mm-hmm. even though he almost portrayed that image, right? But his, he was a little bit more poppy and a little bit more accessible, I found, yeah. outside the genre. Mm-hmm. For sure. I would love to. Well, he collaborates with country people too, a lot. Yeah. Like Tim well, McGraw, makes, he did, and then Florida Georgia Line, he did. Yeah. So he got to. So yeah, he's he's. I I love anybody who like crosses genres and takes risks and stuff and kind of things outside the box. So yeah, I don't know. That would be, be really cool to work with him one day. But yeah. well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canada's next big thing. Yeah. Kelsey Maine. That's right. <laughs> uh, All right, your last tune, Kelsey, is the great Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. featuring Ti. I like Ti too. This is my love. Mm-hmm. So if if I were if I were to pick an ultimate person to mentor me, mm-hmm. I think it would it would be Justin Timberlake hands down. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. And it's kind of the same thing with the song "Girl Crush." Like I feel on this like other level that we would just mesh. 
I used to have a huge crush on him when he was in NSYNC, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but then. since since then since then my my tastes have parted. But um, but uh, I just really respect his musicality, his instincts, and the way he dances is kind of the way that I. I'd like to to dance. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's just it's a weird connection that I feel like we. Have. <laughs> he doesn't know this yet, but. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like um, like on a on a, like a business standpoint, mm-hmm. we would work really well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he he's very business focused, and the thing I like about him is that he wasn't just like a boy band singer, right? Mm-hmm. He was a smart guy who understood his brand went into other genres of music like we, he was on SNL uh, early 2000s and played a rock song he, he I can't remember what what comes around goes around remember that song by yes, him yes. and he played it in a, a rock arrangement huh. with piano and, and guitars bass drums yeah. and killed it huh. so people try that stuff oftentimes and it doesn't it doesn't fly but he crushed it and yeah. I was so amazed by that yeah. and he's an actor and he like he, he's a smart guy mm-hmm. You know, he's got so much more to offer than what you'd think he does. Yeah. The way he performs is the way that I like to perform. Like Mm -hmm. the kind of like mixing like a couple smooth dance moves and stuff in between. And Mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be incorporating some of that more into performances next year. But because we do have like a couple kind of kind of hip hop songs Mm -hmm. in our uh, in our repertoire and. I, I have a song that I rap in. I have, oh, really? I, I do have a, wow. an original song that, yeah, and I just, it's really fun to kind of just, like, whip it out every now and then and, like, throw on a, I can't do it, like, plain. I have to throw on a hat. Okay. Um, a hat? And kind of, like... What kind of hat? I need just a baseball cap. Like, some, something to kind of, like, hide, oh, my, really? hide my face. Cause okay. Because I can't take myself seriously either, so <laughs> it helps me to kind of, like, Put on that different persona and kind of just pop, I get that. pop and lock and stuff and like dance it out on stage. Wow. And yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's great. It's fun. She's but so cute. I You're mean, like a... and I'm, I'm trying, I love to just, yeah, again, like mix mix the country with, I don't know, all genres that I, I love and grew up on. So good. Yeah. I like that. So uh, that was the end of your songs. Why don't you give us a little taste of uh, what you're playing? How about Woman Waiting? Woman Waiting. Baby. Okay.
love song Boy, get yourself here fast Come on, come on, so Take a truck, take a train Take a shortcut down a two-lane You can roll it on up in a sweet new ride Just don't take your sweet time, boy Start it up, turn that key I got a smile right next to me Don't you know better, baby It won't take too long to keep getting off your boots. Hey. Two, three, four. Take a truck, take a train, take a shortcut down a two lane. You can roll it on up in a sweet new ride. Just don't take your sweet time, boy. Start it up. Turn that key, I got a smile right next to me. Don't you know better, baby? Don't you know better, baby? Not to keep a woman waiting. Oh, no. Oh, oh, don't you keep a woman Harmonies Thanks. were awesome. That's why I bring her everywhere, right? <laughs> well done, both of you. Seriously, that was fantastic. I really like that. Thanks. I like that a lot. Woman Waiting, Thanks. latest single. That's yeah. right, Kelsey May. Wrote that one with uh, Jason Blaine and Doug Romano. So Jason's another big country name in Canada. So. Yep. It was it was really cool. This this year we got to, we played the main stage just before Jason Blaine did at Boots and Hearts this year and oh wow so it was fun we were uh, rehearsing in our trailer and he was next door and he heard us singing the playing the song just warming up and yeah. he goes and barges in the door and starts singing along that's great <laughs> yeah I know wow yeah that's really great well done you guys so uh you are off now to Ottawa like leaving from here literally yeah all right. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for playing. I appreciate Thanks for it. Having us. Thank this you. is so much fun. It was, right? Yeah. I enjoyed the chat. You're welcome back here anytime. Oh, good. Okay. We'll love. see you, uh, what? I'm going to definitely. So we'll come back. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely take you up on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll be here. Okay. Bringing okay. you back to songs. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Subbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guests, Kelsey Maine and Annette Haas. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.